And it is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And another verse, Revelation chapter 22, verse 20. Revelation 22:20. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Let's bow our heads for our word of prayer. Lord, for these words we want to praise you and worship you. Lord, we know that you are faithful and what you say you shall accomplish. So we ask today that you would speak these words to our that it would affect us in our entire lives, that throughout our lives we can be equipped with your word. You said you shall come. We desire that you come quickly. May these words enable us to have a heart that desires after your return. That we might be those who wait for your return. So we commit the time into your hands. And we commit all brothers and sisters, whether those who are listening and those who are speaking, into your hands. Lord, speak to our hearts. May we be those who are waiting alertly for your return. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So by now you should be very familiar with Luke chapter 117. We have been sharing on this being made ready to prepare for the Lord's return. And this, these words are actually a prophecy from the angel to John the Baptist. 
Because when the angel said this, his father still had not had his son. So we see here at the beginning of the Gospel of Luke the, the account of the birth of John the Baptist. And it begins with the story of Zacharias' his father and Elizabeth his mother. And there's a description of how he will gain a son. So we see how for the people of the Lord, how he prepared a vessel and this uh, vessel, John the Baptist, was given to Zacharias to be able to welcome our Lord. But before he can prepare the people of God, he had to prepare himself. How, if he himself was not ready, how can he prepare the people of God? And in his preparation, he had to have a heart that was yearning for the Lord's return. Because he knew for what purpose he came. We knew, John the Baptist was very clear that the Lord was to come. He had something that was entrusted to him. And it is for the Lord's return. And this fact of the Lord's return affected his life. It influenced his life. This matter of the Lord's coming is what equipped John the Baptist for his entire life. And because of that, he was sanctified for living before the Lord. Because here he says that he is a man of Nazareth. He did not drink any wine. There are many things that the world could do, but he could not. He separated himself. And that was for the Lord's coming. He had a heart. He's waiting for the Lord's coming. And we, I believe and trust that all of us, brothers and sisters, have a heart to wait for the Lord's return. When we break bread and remember that, when we see the bread and the cup, we see them separated. It reminds us of his death. We are to do this until he comes. Because we believe that our Lord, he lives in the heavens. So before the bread and the cup, we remember him. We have a hope, we have a desire so this should capture our hearts. So I remember when our brother shared here once, he asked three questions. He 
So the first question was, on this matter of the Lord's return, has that captured our heart? Has it moved us? And the second question following that is, if we know this, have we prepared ourselves to welcome his return? And the last question that was asked is, in our daily life, have we been preparing ourselves to welcome his return? So those three questions have captured my heart. We need to sit before the Lord and meditate. As John was preparing for the first coming of our Lord, he was faithful to that which was entrusted unto him, and he waited and welcomed the Lord. And our Lord went to the cross, he died for us on the cross, he ascended into heaven. He said, He shall come again. And today, we are the ones welcoming Him. Have we been those who have been drawn by that fact? And we believe that we are here to have, we have a heart that is to welcome Him. I remember, I remember when I was in junior high school. Uh, my mother told me, your dad is about to come back. At that time, I had, already, I had not seen my dad for almost eight years. It was at that time, I was still living in a very poor village. And because he wanted to uh, take care of us, he actually left the village and went to the United States to earn money to help sustain us. So everything that I ate, everything that I wore was provided by my father. So when I was told by my mother that my dad was coming home after eight years, I was filled with joy. I was filled with a yearning to see my father. But after a year, he still did not come back. And it was after two years. And then finally he came back. And I remember that those two years, my waiting for him, I was such a yearning, such a desire for him. At that time, he gave me an allowance, a monthly allowance, and it was only $10. Because those teachers who taught elementary during that time, they earned about $28. And if you were a little better, you earned $36 a month. And my allowance was a little over $10. And so I ate well. I wore well. 
And I knew that my life was because it came from my father. So when I heard he was coming back, my heart was captured. I was yearning to meet him because he had given me so much, I couldn't wait to see him. And I waited for two long years. But we have to know. The Lord's love far surpasses the love of parents. He loves us and it far surpasses any love this world could afford. He knew we couldn't face death, so he died for us. For our sakes, he went to the cross to die. He knew what what sin could bring, and therefore he took away that sin. Because of his love, he was willing to shed his own precious blood. So today, when we live on this earth, how much grace, how much of his keeping comes from him? Some brothers and sisters might not have a job. They pray to the Lord asking how to leave. And when they find a job, then they have a place to live, a, uh, some food to eat. And then we hear of the testimony of those who were sick and then were healed by the Lord. I remember when I was uh, uh, when I first came to the U.S. I had bleeding in my stomach. I had no money to be able to see the doctor. I knew that that was a matter of life or death. But I had no choice. So I came before the, the Lord and asked him, Lord, please heal me. I remember when I was bleeding, seven days later, I was driving on the road and I couldn't take it anymore. I pulled to the side of the road and asked the Lord, please heal me. And he healed me immediately. How the Lord indeed takes care of our lives. He looks over us. How gracious is he is to us. Today what we eat, what we what we wear, this is all provided by the Lord. A brother once told me. Today, you can breathe a single breath that comes from the Lord. So this brother took his girlfriend and they went to an outlet. So as they were going up after 80 miles of driving, he had a four-wheel drive car. Uh, for whatever reason, the front wheel just flew off and he was left with three wheels. 
And today, he called me immediately and said, Brother Suming, my, my, my uh, car now has only three tires and we- three wheels left. One of the wheels flew off. And the fact that I can call you now and tell you about this, and I can still be- breathe a breath, that is by the grace of God. And yet, though because of his prayer and trust in the Lord, even though it was just a three wheeler, he was still able to be saved. So when we think of his grace, we cannot take an account of it. Today, maybe nothing happens to us. But it is by his protection, by his keeping. Because we know the world that we live in. We know that something might happen at any time. And those are things that you might not ever have thought of. So we know that by living here on this earth, it is by His protection and The Lord indeed looks over us. He loves us. But so does that doesn't that make us want to see him? He says he is to return. Do we have that desire? This, our Lord, the one who shed his precious blood, the one who died for us, the one who keeps us, who gives us grace, do we not want to see him face to face? We have a desire. We have a hope. We want to see this Lord. May this thing capture us. That we all have this yearning. That we have this waiting. To wait for our Lord's return. Because this is our great hope. Because His return. Because our joy, our satisfaction, this indeed should be driving and capturing our heart. Because the Lord loves us. Because He desires to come. And He said, He is coming. We also believe. Our Lord's return. There is nothing on this earth can carry that. The one who does not want the Lord to return is Satan. Because our Lord's coming is the beginning of his end. But he has no power to delay the return of our Lord. The one thing that can delay the Lord's return is the bride is not ready. The Lord is waiting for the bride. And when the bride is made ready, then he will return. If the Lord is to delay, it is because the bride is not ready. And this bride is the church. And that is us. In other words, 
When we are not ready, we delay the Lord's return. The ones who make him tarry is us. This world cannot delay his return. If every one of us, brothers and sisters, are ready, the reason he delays and he tarries is because we're not ready. Because therefore, we need to be made ready to prepare for this. So the second question that our brother asked, he asked, do we have a plan to be ready for his return? If we have a heart, if this matter of his return captures our heart, we would undoubtedly all be made ready. Because we need to be prepared, we need to be made ready. When he saved us, when he gave us new life, because our old Adamic life we do not want. So during this time, we need to be made ready. So that the life that is in us would grow abundantly. So that the Adamic life would decrease. Only when the Lord's life is in us, then we can prepare. And the one thing that can help us be made ready is the cross. There was a sharing by a sister that I was touched by. So one day after work, she had a dinner with her husband, and after dinner they were having a conversation. And we believe that this was a very uh, romantic, quiet time together. I believe that many of us desire to have those times. After both had worked all day long, they have had a meal together and then now they have some conversation. But what they shared together one with another is what touched me. So what they shared about was when the cross arrives in our lives, how are we to face it? We know that if there's no cross, there's no crown, there's no growth of life. Only the cross can prepare us. Because that which is old in us, that which is of Adam, the Lord does not want. What God wants is the life of Christ. So therefore God creates many environments so that all things work together for good. To prepare this person of ours. And then 
we will see him face to face. When we see our brothers and sisters, when we see that they have such a desire, but they also concerns that the difficulties that are brought by the cross. She's also concerned about does she have the strength to face the cross? And she also knows that when that cross comes, we can't flee from it. We have to face it. So the husband and wife then each encouraged one another. They said, His grace is sufficient for us. And we believe that any environment that the Lord puts us in, He will also give us grace. the grace that He gives us is far surpassing all the difficulties that we will have. So they were encouraging one another, helping one another. They had one heart, one They want to take up the cross. They want to face that cross. To accept the, 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 how, the, how the Holy Spirit is leading them. So that they can be built up. I believe the day that they see the Lord. I believe they will be joyous. Because when they see the Lord, because we know that of all the preparation, they accept the environment. I heard a story. A prayer of a sister. Every day when she prays before the Lord, she examines herself. Have I done anything today that I have wronged a brother or sister? Because she knew that if she wronged a brother or sister, she wronged the Lord. When she came home, she didn't say, well, you know, that brother hurt me or that sister wronged me. The only thing she knew was, what did I do? Did I wrong a brother or sister? Even though she lives with no falling short of the Lord in a life, that's the only way that she can then go to sleep. Because then she knows when her conscience is clear, when there is no shortcoming there, that the Lord will give peace. She, even though she suffered much, 
The only question she asks is, has she fallen short or wronged the Lord? And if she has not, then she believes that the Lord will take care of her. No matter how big the difficulty, she has peace. Because her conscience is clean before clear before the Lord. What is our prayer today? What is our prayer in the morning? We have so many things Anytime we have a difficulty, we come to the Lord. In her life, there's not that difficulty. Because she would ask, can I be at peace with the Lord? No matter how big the difficulties are, as long as you live before the Lord, your conscience is clear. No matter how big the difficulties outside, the Lord will provide peace. That's her faith, that's her belief. That is her life. So even though in real in reality so many times we might fall short of the Lord. When we have wronged him, when we have fallen short. We pray before the Lord, we repent. But because he is righteous, he will forgive our sins. And this sister, if she feels that she has wronged a brother or sister, she will go and confess her sin to that brother or sister. And I trust that this sister, in the, when our Lord returns, will be so joyous and happy. Because she is daily preparing for the Lord's return. Because every evening she's living before the Lord. So that she can come boldly before His presence. And I believe in a very practical way she is preparing herself to receive the Lord. And the recent conference that we were at also spoke, spoke of a very similar thing. And uh, during the fellowship groups, many brothers and sisters would share, oh, I really actually trembled with the Lord's return because I'm not ready. I ask you, brothers and sisters, if the Lord is to return today, is your heart ready? Do you have any shame? Do you have anything that falls short? Or do you have a joyous heart to receive the Lord? There was a sensing, especially at the fellowship groups, that we're, we're a sense of shame, not ready to receive the Lord. And some even have the desire, just wait a little bit more to return. Just wait a little longer. 
Because you could see in their heart. Because they were not ready. And they were not preparing themselves. Not like some brothers Those that are preparing themselves daily. Today, when the environment is ruffled up, how do we prepare ourselves? It is not, this preparation is not just a thought. It's not just something that you just said. This preparation is through the environment, through many different things that happen to us, He enables us to experience it. So some things that brothers and sisters say sometimes really shock me. Last year I heard of something. Somebody who was about to have their child married. And because her son and her future daughter-in-law were going to live together. She actually prayed that the, her son and her daughter-in-law would separate. So my first reaction was, how can, they, how can he say such a thing, especially in light of the Lord's return? One day we will see the Lord. And this sister, I've known her, know, she knew the Lord since she was a teenager, and now she's in her 50s. How can she even have this thought or this prayer to have her son and daughter-in-law be divorced? She knew that this was not pleasing to the Lord. Because what man and what the what God has united, man shall not separate. So why, I cannot understand, why wasn't there this matter of trying to have some peace together and harmony together for those who are peacemakers are blessed. So one day, if she were to meet the Lord, so when she meets the Lord, how is she going to account for what she said? She's going to bring this account to the Lord. How are you going to face our Lord? There are many things today. When things that come to us, have we ever thought that one day we're going to meet the Lord? And many of these things will be in the open. And because the Lord has not arrived yet, and then account has not been made of it yet. But one day we're going to be before God and we have to give an account of all things. Any decision you make, anything that you say, do you not 
take into account that one day you will meet the Lord? If we have that thought, if we have that hope, well, we can wait for the Lord. No matter how much you've been wrong today, you are going to meet the Lord. You believe that He is righteous. And no matter how many tears you have, God will stand for you. Do you believe that? We know that He is righteous. He loves us. Our life today, no matter what you do, no matter how you deal with it, you need to think clearly. You are going to one day meet the Lord. The Lord is to return. So before the Lord, how can you say such a thing? You might say, well, I have all the reasons in the world to say that. What I say is correct. But no matter how correct you are, he does not want your thought. He is going to deal with your old Adam. That which is of Adam is self-centered. God does not want the side of us that is self-centered. And even through, even though self-centered might be good on the surface, He does not want it. God wants that which comes from His life. And for that reason, God will stir up something in your environment so that many, you encounter many things. He has only but one purpose. That is to prepare us so that we can receive and can welcome His return. Let us think. Do we, Do we have this thought? Do we want to be prepared? We, do, we should have a heart that we want to be made ready to receive His return. Because His return is our hope. Because that is of which comes from us, God does not want. Even if you talk about obedience. Because many times we think God wants somebody who is obedient. Many people know that we need to be obedient. And so many people think that obedience is as simple as today I'm not going to argue with you, I'm going to let you get your way, that's a little victory for you. That's obedience. But our obedience God does not want. We need to see how His obedience is. Because in John, He tells us. In John chapter 5, verse 19, He says, The Son can do nothing of Himself. And in verse 30, I can do nothing on my own initiative. And in verse 
And in chapter 7, verse 16. 我的教训不是我自己的。七章十六节。嗯。He shall know of the teaching whether it is of God or whether I speak from myself. 约约翰福音八章五十节。Chapter 8, verse 50. 我不求自己的荣耀。I do not seek my glory. 我从这一些圣经我们看见。So we see these verses. 是我们的主耶稣。Our Lord Jesus. He has his own thinking. Because he is without sin. All is good in him. And when he comes here to work on this earth, he didn't have his own way. He didn't have his own will. He, everything he did, he asked one question. Is this the Father's will? Is this the Father's thought? He didn't seek his own glory. Everything he did was for the Father. When he came to this earth, it was for the Father. He put down everything that was unjust. And for our sakes, he, for our sakes, to be rich, he became poor. That is our Lord. That is his life. That is his life. So he wants this life to be formed in us. So that we don't have our own way. Our own ideas. All the difficulties we have today. Because you have your own opinion. Your own thought. Even though you're not fighting, but because you keep it in, there's still that difficulty. Today, somebody says something, but you don't quarrel with them. But just because you don't quarrel with him uh, audibly doesn't mean that the situation is gone. Because that thing will still gnaw you in your thoughts and your mind. And today there's one thing, tomorrow there's one thing, and it's all about that person. Because that's what you are thinking and concentrating on. So when you're thinking at that then you have your own opinion. And one day when this thought comes through, the difficulty is Because of our thoughts, because of what we think, we can't enter into the kingdom. When the Lord comes, we need to let go of all these thoughts. When the Lord returns, if our thoughts are still there, if our truths are still there, we think everything is good. I have my good, you have your good. You have your reasoning, I have my reasoning. But when the Lord returns, isn't he so busy? You're right, he's right. No matter whether you're right or wrong, if it's your thought, it comes from Adam, and it comes from yourself. Even though it's good, but you need to let it go. God is here preparing you. Look at the 
你的想法在哪里 那一百年，所以他要把你这个想法，把你这个意念拿走，所以他要把你这个意念拿走，所以他要把你这个意念拿走，所以他要把你这个意念拿走，所以他要把你这个意念拿走，所以他要把你这个意念拿走，所以他要
you can't pull feathers off. Oh, how do you say Tegonji? That's a difficult. Uh, <laughs> what? A mind? Very stubborn. Yeah, yeah. If if, if somebody is, is is stubborn, you can't you will, can't change them no matter what. You can't you can't pull a feather off of a iron chicken. <笑>这是我们在这一次我我听了安妮姐妹跟我讲了一个见证 and our sister was sharing about how sister was thinking how the Lord is good and how much help she was getting. So our sister asked his other sister, Have you testified how you have helped others? So many times we want the Lord to help us. What she's going to give us, what is the Lord going to give us, what the Lord going to give us. But can you give out? If God is to prepare us, He wants us to give. Giving is better than receiving. Giving is better than receiving. Yeah. Because if you can give today, that means you have. And because you can give, it's because God's already given to you. And that is why He is preparing us. He wants us to give. He wants us through a different environment to learn a lesson. So we know that in the life of Jacob, Jacob? Yeah. in the life of Jacob, because in the life of Jacob, at the very beginning, he wanted to grab, wanted. And one day, finally, he was able to give. Because what God wants is a life that gives. Because naturally, our life, we want. But he wants to prepare our hearts to give. How do we get prepared? So in our life, in our environment, he allows things to happen. And slowly we learn. And at the very beginning we learn. So he is very uh, at the beginning we're very uh, giving. And because when God asks us to give, he always gives us first. And once he's provided enough for us, then he will ask us to give And because of his giving life, he prepares us. One day in his kingdom, when he is to return, when we see him face to face, 
all of us will have a life that gives. And then when everybody is able to give, look how abundant and rich that life is. And that means we're all rich. But in today's environment, we have to give. We have to learn to give. When the first time something happens, when we cannot give, then we have that difficulty. The second time, when we pray to the Lord, and then step by step, we start learning. One day, the Lord will enable you to give. When you give, it's not just something material. You have your own personality. You have your own uh uh, esteem, self-esteem. And you have your own reasonings. Many times you think those are from me. You think those are right. But you have to give it out. God doesn't want your own thoughts. God wants us to follow what His thought is. So we know when the Lord is to return. All of our thoughts, all our minds, it will be His. And then, isn't that a beautiful picture? Because everything that you think is what the Lord thinks. Anything that happens, your reaction is how the Lord would react. Isn't that a beautiful kingdom? God wants us to let go of us. He doesn't want you. He doesn't want your thoughts. He doesn't want your will. He prepares us in our circumstances so that we can face things. So that one day we can face him face to face. Waiting for that day till he returns. Today, do we have a heart that is preparing for his return? Are we able to let go of ourselves to prepare for his return? When we face the cross, all the thoughts that you have, all the rights that you have, give it away. Change your way of thinking. Because once you change your way of thinking, the difficulties go away. When you do something for others first, and don't think, oh, what am I going to get out of something for You have to think, what is, how is the Lord going to give you? You know what God gives you is so much better than what man can give can we be prepared? Can we have this thought of giving? Can we can give life? Because it is the Lord's life. When he became flesh and came to this earth, he gave his self to us. And through the Father, he has given us everything. So that we can pour out his life to others. And when we pour that out, 
That is what God has given us. Our life, our everything. Thank the Lord. May these words encourage us that we are those who are waiting for the Lord's return. We know God will not be defeated. He will return. We might fail, but He will never fail. There will be those overcomers. From the very beginning, when He first came, we saw. All of Israel were waiting for a Messiah. But those who truly uh, received the Lord when He came were only but a few. When those Magi came, they can tell when the Lord arrived, what the situation was. Because the scribes, even the Pharisees, knew that the Messiah was to come. But when the Lord came, many knew the fact that He was coming, but not many were prepared. But only those that the Lord kept, they waited to receive the Lord. Because when the Lord said He is to come, He will come. He, what he says will be accomplished. Today, can we be those people who are made ready, prepared for his return? And in this last conference that we were at, there was a verse that was read. A brother read this verse that really touched me. And that is Revelation 1, 3. Revelation 1.3. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it for the time is near. The words of the prophecy. Many of you have read this book. We all know this matter of the Lord's return. Here it says, those who hear the words and those who read the word. We know. Have we heard these things? Do we take heed of these things? 
这个在听见我们弟兄在特会里面有解释的一点。And our brother shared a little bit about this verse at the conference.用我英文读听得不呃不大好。And because it was in English, my understanding isn't that great.但是我听是平翻译的。But I heard the translation.那就按照我的领受和了解，呃，我自己的领受和了解来说。So what I understood was this.就是说我们这个听见不是我们看戏听歌那样听。this hearing is not the equivalent of going to a concert and listening to music because once you leave the concert hall it's gone and when those people who are gossiping together many times you listen to hear something and then it's gone but this hearing is a hearing into the heart and when your heart is captured by what you heard so that was the first question has our heart been captured by this when you hear this word then have you kept it so this is what's going to direct your entire life. Your life. Everything of how you are as a person. This is what's going to lead you. This is because the word is hidden in your heart. And because you, li- you live because of this. Have we been captured by this? And if we've been grabbed a hold of this, then we will come and be prepared. I pray that all brothers and sisters will have that one heart. That we would all desire to receive our Lord. That we would be those who are prepared, made ready for the Lord's return. Just like we read at the very beginning in Revelation 22 in the depths of our heart, we might have this call. Come, Lord Jesus. He says, Yes, I am coming. May we have that desire. That may we have that as our prayer. That is our daily life. That daily, hourly, we are preparing ourselves to receive the Lord. That we would be those who are made ready, prepared for His return. May the Lord continue to speak to brothers and sisters. And let us close uh, with a couple of prayers from brothers and sisters.